She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the book besties. What the <laughs> hell are we doing? When you say it touches everything and then say Kevin Spacey. I can assume the rest. Because I've been personally victimized by Shonda Rhimes. You have to get through the blood to get to the sex. It's not Tinkerbell porn. The song Lime in the Coconut broke my brain for 10 minutes. Fairies? Yeah. Irritated at life with Molly. <laughs> what is with you lately? I, I don't know. My back's like made my brain stop working. That, it has been. That's a real thing though. My, like my brain is not working. Words are not happening this week. It is Benny week. I have clean hair. Do you see my clean hair? Is it? How, how the fuck would I be able to tell if your hair was clean? My hair is clean. I, it's important right now. Because that's, like, the only win I've had this week. Okay, so. well, I will celebrate the fact that your hair is clean. But, like, I don't know how I would have known that if you wouldn't have told me that. Because you can see oily hair. I don't know. Not through the fucking screen! <laughs> can you see oily hair in the camera? Next time on Book Besties. That's our new topic now. Please don't. I am so tired. This Girl, weekend, you have to be. this weekend, um, so we're filming on a weekend as we tend to do. Tend to do. I that is the thing that happens here. Yes, I um, am a leader in my kids' Cub Scout pack, and okay, and she makes terrible life choices. I thought it was a good life choice. I mean, you are agreeing to manage other people's children. Well, I mean, I—that's like my profession. It's a I know to manage. I don't children, like kids, though. So. We know this. Yeah. I really like mine. Well, we went camping this weekend for our first family camp of the year. And our pack is, like, huge this year. So we had 80 hmm. people camping this weekend. That's awesome, though. And it was awesome. What a and, great turnout. Yeah, I'm so exhausted because it's just a mm -mm. lot. Camping's rough on the body. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not just, hey, let's go out and hang out as a family and camp overnight. Mm -hmm. It's, like, nonstop entertainment for the kids right so like the adults yeah. are just we have to keep them the entertained end. or they're gonna the, the the they'll they'll come at you right you you, you can't let the tiny humans gather and right. organize it'll so, ruin everything so we had a plan to do one thing and that thing got canceled and it was supposed to be the the bulk of our our stay uh -huh. so we had to basically kind of pivot very quickly and Fortunately, I have an awesome leadership team that I'm working with. And so we were able to pivot quickly and make everything happen. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, it was a lot of fun, but I'm really tired. And um, I've been having just like a rough week. Like I had a really rough week yeah. last week. It's been a rough week for both of us. Yeah. So my hip is like really having issues. And it's just like there's just been a lot adding up. And so I was not totally looking forward to camping. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in so much pain today from just like walking on uneven plane all weekend. Seeing kids enjoy brings but the heart so much joy. When we were around the campfire last night, I looked over at Tom and I was like, this has been the highlight of my week. Like, I'm so glad. That's awesome. That I'm here that we do this, that we work with the Cub Scouts. Um, 
I just really love the group that we're with and it makes me happy. So that's good. I love that for you. I did not have a great week. Yeah. I, um, my back's acting up again. Right. And I still don't have a chiropractor here and all that mess, but like, it's just been a mess, but I did get one win this week. Yeah. I had an aha moment and I'll, I filmed a TikTok on my private TikTok about it and I'll share it on, um, our, our, our TikTok. Like I will reshare it on our TikTok, but it, I pretty much realized like I'm overthinking things, Mm -hmm. which is not surprising for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was hyper-focusing because I'm writing this new story. You can see in the background I've been working on a new story. That's all map stuff, by the way. Molly. That's all map stuff, My by the way. My cancer friend is like... That's all mappy stuff. So I... Wow. I, um, and Liv's helping me with the map. So I have here... I'll actually pull this out. So this is... I'm not going to get too close because I don't need you guys seeing too much yet. But this is a three-county map that her and I started working on. And these, while they're not the primary focus of the story, I figured out that this is a high school series. I figured out that I need all these three counties. I, I, I have little details, but my aha moment was, like, it's all made up, right? Like, I know that's, like, a duh mm-hmm. moment, but... Mm-hmm. When you're in this like spiral of writing and Mm -hmm. research and you're just bearing down, you've got to understand this when you're doing research for any project and you get so focused on the research and you forget what you were doing Mm -hmm. and you need this like just mind break Mm -hmm. to like separate it. Mm -hmm. And it was Lime in the Coconut. The song Lime in the Coconut broke my brain for 10 minutes long enough for me to be like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, it's made up. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're making it up. So I'm like, go. That'd be a really great thing to talk about with Chezzy later this month. Um, oh, yeah. She'll be on in two weeks. So I know. Especially since we're talking about Station Eleven. What a great book to talk about how to keep a linear thought. Mm-hmm. While not having a linear storyline. Yeah, exactly. It's it'll be great. Now, um, what is the genre of this new book that you're writing? I don't know yet. I'm pushing it's between genre fluid. It's genre fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it is not, it. what it is not, is the romance novel that you have already made me read several chapters oh, of. No, no, that no, you've no. Now uh, which I have written more chapters of that, by the way, mm-hmm. but. These friends want to talk, and I can't ignore them. Okay, will it make you feel better? (laughs) Will it make you feel better is I drew inspiration from my hometown for this. I don't know. Is it supposed to make me feel better? It's going to. Let me tell you the story. Oh, my God, too many stories today. Do you want Um, to tell me the story now, or should we talk about what we're here to talk about? We should definitely talk about the book, and if they... Our friends want to hear this story. They can buy my book when it comes out. Yeah. I would yeah, say let's that would do be that. Great. That's right. a great idea. So, so this week we are talking about the TikTok sensation, A Court of Thorns and Roses, Thorn and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. The page turner. And her books are thick, right? Um, and here's the thing. Um, before I gave the, give the synopsis, mm-hmm. I finished this book. 
and then made Tom take me to the bookstore. <laughs> and, and get the rest of them. I didn't think I would like this because I fairies. Eh. But, um, yeah. So uh, the funny story oh, is, yeah. I, I was before I say the synopsis, I was talking to a coworker, and I was like, "Where does this book fit in? Because it's like a a, a in between book." And she's like, "Like oh. a little novelette." She's like, "Oh, it's a novella." I was like, "This yeah. is not a motherfucking novella. This is the length of a normal book. <laughs> it's only a novella because this is her other books. That's why." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> woman's got some thoughts, so she put them down. I'm saying, all right. So, can I give you a synopsis? Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. So, this book talk phenomenon is deeply embedded in legend, lore, and Disney's Beauty and the Beast. And let's be honest, Twilight and Hunger Games. The story all follows. The yeah, the story follows Farah, the youngest daughter to a widower who has lost everything due to bad business decisions. Farah, after making a promise to her mom on her deathbed, has taken on the role of hunter and survivor survivor of the family for the family. During one trip to the woods, she kills Badness. a wolf. Right, exactly. During one trip to the woods, <laughs> she kills a wolf that turns out to be a high fairy of the spring court. When the High Lord Tamlin comes to claim Farah's life for the death of his friend, she is whisked away to Prithian, where she is sentenced to live out the rest of her days. However, somewhere along the way, Farah begins to see her new home as a place of comfort and her High Lord as a great love of her life. A great love of her life. Of course, there is also a curse by an evil fae and like all kinds of history of the fae and human relationships mixed in. And then there's uh, recent, the high Lord of the night court recent is evil. According to Tamlin and his best friend slash emissary Lucian, but he might be the thing Farrah needs to survive the wrath of the evil, witch of a fae Amarantha. <laughs> what a weird story, man. It's even weirder. Oh man, I don't know if I want to say this yet. It's even no, weirder. No, I don't to want me. to get into the new. I will eventually get to the rest of the books. It's just not happening right now. I know that, but it's weirder to me because you know that there's a love triangle, which I know you yeah. hate. But it's not really a love triangle. But I, I don't know. I have feelings, and we're gonna talk I don't, about all I the don't, things. Yeah, and- let's let's. I don't like that she spent an entire book of this length. Of, of this motherfucking length, making us fall in love with these two characters as a couple. And then the next book, she's like, nah. JK. <laughs> anyway. All right. So questions. Believe it or not, this is the first time that either of us have read Akatar. First time. Facts. Facts. We mentioned back all the way uh, in August when we hosted our friend Alexa Mm-hmm. that we were not guilty of reading fairy porn yet, but now we have read fairy porn. <laughs> officially guilty of the fairy porn. Officially guilty. So I know yeah, this we can is... put it on our bingo cards. Right. So I know this is kind of a boring question, but what did you think? And will you continue the series? Honestly, I don't know. While I was... Okay, so overall, while I was in the book, I was entranced. I was mm-hmm. enthralled. I was entrapped. I wanted to read it. I never wanted to put it down. I needed to pay attention to every detail. Yeah. 
When I was done with the book and I had had separation and time from that to get to my next book, mm -hmm. stuff wasn't making sense to me in my brain anymore. And I was having trouble piecing things together in the storyline. And yeah. so I have issues with that because it's such a thick story and there's so much going on. Right. So it's a lot for a reader to consume in a single book. Well, right. well the names were very confusing. Like... I had That's a problem with, with recent. I was calling him Rysand. So uh, I I was reading both the physical book and the audio book, but mm -hmm. I had read pretty deeply into the physical book before I started the audio book. Um, mm -hmm. And mostly it was just so I could finish it so I could, you know, film. Yeah. Um, but uh, which is why I was switching between the two, because I think I've said this before, but usually when I'm the host, which I am this week. I can't yeah. do the audiobook unless I've already read no. the book. Um, so I was switching back between the two of them. But this so, is such a long book. It's so long. It's so long. So I mean, it's worth the read. Right. Oh, it is. It's just it's just a longer book. It's than a commitment for sure. It is a longer book we do than right. we do on pod normally. Well, we do have another really long book coming up too that we're doing in December uh -huh. with another special guest. Um, yeah. Which that one's lengthy as well. But um, right. so I wasn't, I, I was kind of switching back and forth and it wasn't until like maybe the last couple hours of the audiobook mm -hmm. that I heard Reeson's name pronounced recent and I had been saying Reisend. So I'm, really having difficulty rectifying that. And now I'm listening to the second book and oh, she's calling yes. it, she's calling him Rye Sand instead of Rysand. And Jesus, Mary it's and the Joseph. same narrator. And I'm like, can you just pick a pronunciation and stick with it? Like, come on. <laughs> I hate when they do that. It, it, it. So I he's, that. Uh, so he's recent. But when he I was recent. It. But yeah. we don't do this long of a book usually for pot. No, we, we don't, don't usually commit to something this thick and bulky, well, especially this late in the season. Oh, yeah. If we do a book like this. We'll do it first of the season. Right. And that's what we're doing actually next season. We're kicking it off with a very lengthy book. But we yeah. have more time to read it because we take those two yeah. weeks off. Mm -hmm. Now, I've already gone on to the second book because I really enjoyed it, um, mm -hmm. the first book. And I'm about halfway through the audiobook for the, the second, second book. Okay. And like Nurse Katie, our friend Nurse Katie is already finished with the third book. And I told her I'm not enjoying the second one as well. Which what hmm. so many people told me was that the second one was their favorite one in the series and that the first one wasn't as good. But I am more interested in the romance and less of the lore and the war. And that's what yeah. more is happening in the second. It's it's more about the fantasy and less about the romance. And I I want the romance. But Katie assures me that the sex scenes will come back. She's like, you're very, very close to where the sex starts Just, happening again. So. You have to get through the blood to get to the sex. Yeah, well, there hasn't, you. there hasn't really been very much blood. It's just mostly, like, background world building. But, like, you oh. already built a world here. Like, I, I, don't I don't know why we're doing this still. I don't know why we're still doing it. Um, but I do like it. Um, I'm definitely going to finish the series. Um, mm -hmm. I bought all of the books in paperback format, including... That is a commitment for you. I know. To buy a whole series. I know. Well, the other series that I've bought in completion is mm -hmm. the motherfucking Shadow and Bone series, which we have oh, removed yeah. from the pod Twice two seasons now. in a row. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I feel like I'm never going to get to read that series. <laughs> Unless we take a really long break. 
I own all of those books too. So anyway, um, all right. So moving on. All right. This story starts with a hard edged Farah. Do you think she mm-hmm. softened as she started to fall in love with Tamlin or is that love actually a strength for her? I don't think it was the love that softened her. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was the comfort, the food, the mm. security. I think like she was no longer well, fighting for survival. She was never surviving. She right. wasn't, she wasn't no longer responsible for right. three other human beings. Right. She wasn't, she didn't have to make sure her family was fed every day. Right. She could for once breathe. That's security. You know, that's an interesting point, Molly. And I did not think of that because, um, there, there are many studies that are done on like developing brains of children and mm-hmm. how people who are in crisis, like kids that do not have stable homes or yeah. um, a regular food in their home, they have difficulty in school because their focus is on survival and not on gaining knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, Farah, she couldn't read, right? She was illiterate um, and she had no- She real- was skinny. Right. She had no real, right. And she had no real interest in like bettering her literacy because that wasn't part of, that wasn't a priority. That that wasn't survival for her. What was going to cause survival is her learning how to hunt. Yeah. It was very much like Katniss. You know, she had the one Mm -hmm. dead parent and she was going to survive for everybody. Um, I really loved Tamlin in this book and you see all these TikTok videos and Instagram reels about how dumb it was that, that everybody fell in love with Tamlin in the first book, but Sarah J Moss makes you fall in love with him. Yeah. Like when the first book came out, nobody had any fucking clue that uh recent was going to be another person for her. It was Tamlin. Yeah. So why mm-hmm. would you not love right. him? You know? Right. Um, probably I liked Lucian more. I know that was never going to be, an option for her to date Lucian or be with him. But I have a theory I really about his character um, a lot. The relationship Lucian's the friend, the, the guard with the one eye, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a theory about that, mm-hmm. about him and recent. I want to talk about. Okay. There's sexual tension between those two. Uh-huh. Like a so. lot of sexual tension between those two. <clears throat> you know what it reminds me of? What? Rachel and Joey. A hundred percent. It's, um, they would never actually work out. Everybody would be uncomfortable with it, but they love each other like siblings, but also kind of maybe like the cousin that you might want to kiss. Yeah. I don't have a cousin that I might want to kiss. No, no gross, but no, but like, (laughs) there is like that thing, like Lucian, there is sexual tension Mm -hmm. written into that. I'm sure there's fanfic out there and I'm sure there is. And it's hard not to read that when it comes off the page. Yeah. I think that Lucian was lost boy. You know, he, yeah. Tamlin was kind of like his savior because he let him stay in the, in the spring court when the autumn court kicked him mm-hmm. out basically, or, or was trying to kill him. And um, I don't know. I think he would have never touched Farah, even if Farah completely rejected Tamlin over and yeah. over and over again, because he just wouldn't have ever done that. Like he wouldn't have betrayed his friend. But my biggest issue with Lucian is that I feel like he's a coward. And I think, and I think everyone I don't think in the he spring, was built for the times. The, I don't. Everyone in the spring court is a coward. Like Tamlin yeah. is a coward. He lets Farah 
basically die. She literally died. And For he him. let her. Yeah. And he's a coward. Coward. Um, all right. One of our favorite questions, Molly. Is Farah a heroine? Absolutely. She saves Prithian, but she doesn't really do it alone. So is she? But she saves her family. She takes care of... She was a heroine before she... Mm. We, when we first meet her, we know she's a heroine. Mm-hmm. She is... She kills a wolf. You can hear her inner monologue. She knows that there is a possibility yeah. that this wolf isn't a wolf. That it's a fairy. It's a fairy. It's a fairy. She right. knows that possibility. But she also can't risk losing that food. Right. And she put her family before her own well-being in that moment. Right. She did. Instantly hero. Heroine. Boom. I mean. Chapter one. You don't even need to. I won't even argue it. I'm going to have to agree with you. I think that she is. I don't necessarily think that she was. I mean, I know what you're saying, that she was the reason that her family was surviving. But I don't know that she was really a hero then. I think she was just doing it because. Like, she was doing it out of spite. Like, right. I have to do this stuff. But I right. do think that she, it's noble what she does in the end, mm-hmm. that she's going to sacrifice herself. She sacrifices her soul, not just her yeah. body, when she's forced to kill the fairies at the end, which we're going to talk more about. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's that. taking a chunk out of her own morality at that exactly. point. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, um, so we learned throughout this story that Amarantha isn't the only fae to beat down the spring court. Lucian mm-hmm. is a high fae of the autumn court who jumps ship because his father and brothers are basically evil. But Lucian yeah. is no wimp. Why did you think of Lucian, what did you think of Lucian as a character, as a friend, and confidant for both Tamlin and Feyre? And we kind of answered that a little bit, but. Lucian, to me, is this is so stupid lucian is the animal sidekick in every disney movie mm-hmm. he is the chicken lives he's the chicken he is the 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 reindeer he's the horse he's the he's the the raccoon if we're talking pocahontas where i mean you name a disney movie and you're mm-hmm. getting an animal sidekick and that's who lucian is so he's the animal sidekick in beauty and the beast is he like Cogsworth, then? No. Mrs. He's, um, no, 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 no. Lumiere. He's, uh, Lumiere, because he's mischievous, right? He gets into <laughs> shit trouble, trouble. But he is crotchety, like uh, uh, um, Mr. Cogsworth. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, that he's like the, the animal sidekick. I could see that. I liked him as a friend for Farah, and even though there was like that underlying sexual tension that we talked about, I'm glad that mm-hmm. she was never crossing a line with him. I'm glad Tam. Oh, was no, I was friend. talking about him and I mean, Recent. I meant um, Lucian. What? I was talking about Lucian and Recent having sexual chemistry. What? Not him oh and gosh, I totally misunderstood. You think that Not Lucian him. and Reeson had sexual tension? Yes. Oh. Like angry sexual tension. Oh. This became a new book. Like a different book. It <laughs> did just definitely become- fanfic about that. <laughs> Recent and Lucian is this angry, dark sexual tension. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason Lucian is so mad at Recent for sleeping with the evil crazy witch bitch is because they were a couple. 
And that's why he yells at him and gives him such a hard time for it is because he used to fuck him and now he's mad he's fucking a woman. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. It reads jealous fucking... It reads jealous girlfriend. I don't think so. Every time Lucian speaks at recent, it reads jealous girlfriend. The expression that he's Amaranthus whore, you find out more about that in the second book. Yeah. The way. Oh, boy. Great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't get I don't get that that they were lovers. I don't oh, get that. Yeah. Mm. All right. That's okay. Tamlin and his entire court are cursed to our mask by Amarantha. What did you think about this element of illusion in the curse? Was it basically I mean, making him more beast like? Is it even necessary? I mean, it's a really clever thought bubble, hmm. but it's turning the humans into furniture. I think it was redundant. It, she it, it was, he was already a beast to her. He's a he fae. He was already scary. Bees a fae. Like, I, it's a clever thought, though. It's a clever thought. And it does build the world because you have to have the story of why they have the masks stuck on their face. Yeah, and but then I you don't can think, tell that story. Right. And then, I feel like the, the mask was unnecessary. Like, I thought it really? was redundant. Um, there, she's already going to be afraid of him and not attracted to him because he's high fae. And, like, mm-hmm. you know. She, he was already a beast to her. I actually yeah. had this conversation with Tom because, spoiler everyone, Tom read the book. He read A Court of Thorns and Roses and he's doing a Tom take on it during Yay. our episode break. Kind of it's as a exciting of what, um, what might, Patreon. might be on our Patreon. So he has read A Court of Thorns and Roses and um, I was like, he was already a beast to her. And Tom was like, yeah, it's basically bestiality. And I was like, mm, maybe I need to stop reading these books. I need a break in a therapy appointment. I think maybe this is not okay. <laughs> um, also, I had a conversation with him. I came home one day and I was like, why uh-huh. did nobody tell me that fae and fairies were not the same thing? Like They're I not. couldn't understand why everybody was like watching, t- wanting to read Tinkerbell porn. Like what, what the hell? Why do you not want the same thing? Not the same thing. Tom goes, same thing. April, you watched the magicians with me. And I was like, yeah. He's like the fairy in the magicians are fae. And I'm like, I didn't know <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not Tinkerbell porn for anyone that's not sure. <laughs> it's not that. Yeah, they're not tiny little things like this. No, I didn't they're... think they were tiny, but I was picturing like you know, uh, yeah, lifelike versions of like Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell. Okay, with the pretty okay. fairy wings and the things like that. Not my t- bat wings and. My- my years hanging out with the, the boy nerds came in handy with books like this. Well, I mean, I don't really read a lot of fantasy. I've read a lot more lately because I've read been mean, reading it for the pod, but it's not, I don't really. It's in the rotation, but it's not a heavy hitter in my rotation. Mm-hmm. I know most of this stuff because I played D&D with the nerd kids growing up. So That's like... exactly why Tom knows it, too. <laughs> so. um, what's All your right. next question? Oh. Okay, fuck you. Um, I love you. I'm just trying to keep us on track. Girl, okay. That's fair. (laughs) Valid. All right. Owie. (laughs) All right, Tamlin and his entire... Oh, nope. I already asked that question. Yeah, you did. (laughs) It's okay. Moving on. 
Alice, I almost forgot how to say her name because of how it's spelled. Alice became a confidant to Farah. How's it spelled? A-L-I-S. A-L-I-S. No. 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 There's no way that's Just moving on. No. Just moving on. Alice became a confidant to Farah. I'm not buying the book, obviously. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, Molly. (laughs) (laughs) Alice became a confidant to Farah. She also shares the truth about the curse with her. That being Alice shares the truth with Farah. What do you think about her as a character? What did you think about the fact that she is Eurisk, which is a type of lesser fae that has bark-like skin? And what about her family Um, story? We needed her. Right? They needed the in-between to, like, gradually get her lead to where she needed to go with the other mm-hmm. phase. I like her. I, I don't know if her story was necessary. Yeah. Her she's, spelling she's, of her name is stupid. She's Mrs. Like, Potts. She's Mrs. Potts. I was going to say that, but I'm trying to, like, not be the dick all episode. But okay, she's but fucking also, Mrs. Potts. But also... She's Mrs. Potts. Rest in peace to Angela Lansbury, who just died. Seriously, we love recently. her. I oh my god, love I love her. Angela Lansbury. Bedknobs and Broomsticks was my favorite childhood movie. Well, Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney princess movie. Um, oh yeah, pro- uh, probably yeah. close second is Moana. I love Moana, but um, I am basically Belle. I am kind of weird. I love books. Mm-hmm. I ultimately want a library of my own and I married a hairy guy. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, can confirm. Can confirm. You should not be able to confirm that I married a hairy guy. I mean, I've been around your husband a long time. I've seen him with his sleeves up and his sleeves down. Okay. Fair. I've seen him in shorts. I know your husband has hairy legs and arms. Yeah. I can assume the rest. (laughs) I love you. <laughs> oh, man. This is awkward. Um, all right. Always moving on. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me answer the question. She's Mrs. Okay. Potts. Yeah. She um, is Mrs. Potts. I agree with you that we needed something that's like an in-between fairy. So she's not a high fae or a lesser fairy. She's like a different kind of creature of fae. Right. And so that's why she was kind of ignored by mm-hmm. Amarantha. But that doesn't explain why she wasn't ignored enough that she wasn't like that she didn't get to not have a mask. That was kind of dumb. Um, that was kind of dumb. But uh, I don't, I loved her character. She was like mm-hmm. one that I felt was really good for Farah and making her yeah. feel um, human. Less of an outsider. Yeah. Making her feel human and humanity in this world yeah. of Fae. Yeah. But I don't know if she comes back as a major character in the later books, but she's basically non-existent moving forward. So far. So we get this huge, big, important character, and then Mm -hmm. she's gone from her life forever. Like, it wasn't a big deal. And so that's what my problem is, the transition from book one to book two. Hmm. It's almost like Sarah J. Moss was a fan of Twilight, but she was Team Jacob, and she wanted to, like, fix it. So that makes... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That math adds up. <laughs> yeah, that math is mathing. Um, that is totally mathing. Yeah. I texted, I texted that to Katie, and she just wrote back, yes, in all caps. <laughs> 
We've had a side conversation going because you're not I'm as sure. far as we are. No. And we know we know you don't like spoilers, whereas Katie I doesn't hate mind spoilers. spoilers. And so um, we've been texting uh, back and forth in a different, you know, we're not talking about you, I swear. It's talking about Akatar. I know. And I know you'd say shit to my face, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> Facts. Okay. Um, Amarantha has been ruling the High Lords of the Courts for 40 years. The curse she holds over them can only be broken by a human woman falling in love with Tamlin. Of course. Of course. Tamsin, That's the only way this would work. Duh. Right. Tam sends Farah home just before she admits her feelings for him, resulting in all the High Fae being trapped under the mountain. Of course. Um, that is until Farah comes to claim her love. She is given three tasks, one per month to complete, or she can solve a single riddle immediately breaking the curse. So let's talk about the tasks first. So the first okay. one is the midden guard, which is the blind worm. And she's yeah. kind of thrown in the pit and like, he's going to eat her and she has to defeat him. So let's I talk couldn't about help. I couldn't help but picture the worm from Beetlejuice, the sandworm in Beetlejuice. Same. <laughs> Same. Like I, I just Same. couldn't help. Like, I know, like, it was purposely cheesy in that, like, mm -hmm. and that's all I had well, in there's, my brain. Well, there's, as much as I liked this book, it did have a lot of cliches. Molly, yeah. she lets out a breath she didn't know she was holding. She's holding. I know. He smiles without it reaching his eyes. Both of those cliches are in there. Um, I don't know how I ended up liking this book because it's full of cliches, but I did. It, so, it, it, so back I, to the Midgard. <laughs> it's, um, it's. Midnight Circus for me. I like it and I don't like it, but I can't defend either way. Mm, that's how I feel about Midnight Circus. <laughs> I think I like it. <laughs> I think I like it, so but book, I can't defend it either way. So that's what book two is doing for me. I think I like it, but... Um, it's a filler book. It's a filler book. You need it to get to the other ones. But I do think that this series is going to be one that becomes a regular reread for me. Now, okay. I have not been rereading books lately because I'm just trying to get through our pod We're books. busy. But, um, get off our backs. We're trying. <laughs> every year, I reread To Kill a Mockingbird, Twilight, and Hunger Games. I, and the selection. Mm -hmm. I've reread those three series and that standalone book pretty much every year since the first time I read them. Um, this is going in that list. That's going in that rotation. I mean... To go up there with that is a big That's damn going deal for you. I it's hope, a big damn deal for I you. hope that, it, that it holds up through the whole series because the first book is God, one I that hope I so. will reread, 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 reread. Yeah. Hmm. And anyway. All right. So Middengard. Middengards. Um, so big wormy things that look like the stripey thing from uh, Beetlejuice. Um, it was an interesting choice. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense that there would be that kind of monster underneath the mm -hmm. ground out there. Mm -hmm. it, it's like this woman is bored and has nothing else to do with her life other than to torture the poor human, though. Like, well, it was Gladiator, right? right? She's been in charge for 40 years. She's bored. Throw her to the beasts yeah. and let her fight. Yeah. She's bored. Right. I mean, it was an interesting scene, like, but I don't know. It was weird. Like, some of these tests don't feel... Okay, in fantasy books where they're like, I'm going to give you three tests, or there's going to be three tests. Mm 
-hmm. Each test connects to the next one, right? Mm -hmm. You learn something from test one that helps you with test two. Mm -hmm. And so on and so forth. That's the whole point of those kind of things mm -hmm. is this evil genius. Mwahaha, you'll never figure out my plan. Mm -hmm. This was chaotic. There was no evil genius mm -hmm. plan. These, I these disagree with you. don't line up. And I, I disagree with you. Okay. But they don't connect in the way of connecting because of Amarantha. They yeah. connect because of recent. So oh. the first test with the Midgard, he is the only Fae to to uh, wager that she will win, that that hmm. Farah will win. And then that night, when she's basically near Dying. death anyway, he yeah. comes to her and makes an offer um, that she can't refuse uh, yeah. to save her life as long as I she comes. Know if he couldn't refuse, right? As long as she comes one week of every month for the rest of her life her life to the night court and to be with him. And and mm -hmm. that's not defined in, in which way she's going to be with him. Yeah. And he, he just, he's, it's insinuated. Right. But mm, no, I won't spoil it for you. Um, okay, but the, then she, ta he tattoos her. So he brands mm -hmm. her. Right. And that tattoo actually connects the two of them together. So that leads us to the second task task mm -hmm. which is that she has to solve a written puzzle but yeah Farrah can't read nobody knows that Farrah can't read except for Tamlin mm -hmm. and probably Lucian too so when it's looking like Lucian's gonna die and Farrah's gonna die Reason uses the tattoo to send her the correct answer yeah and so she ends up defeating the puzzle and so they both live and then that brings us to the third one Okay. In the third task, she has to kill three innocent fae. One yeah, is that's a, depressing. One is a youth. One is a woman who gladly basically gives up her life. She wants to die mm -hmm. because she knows that Farah is going to save everybody else. So it's like yeah. bigger than her. Good. Do it. Fuck it. Yeah. And then when Tamlin is revealed as the third fairy, as the third mm -hmm. fae she has to kill, she starts searching through her mind and... Memory. Yeah explicitly said that recent helps her again but he her mind is able to be cleared in that moment right. in a way that it was never able to be cleared in any of the others so i'm not i'm not certain that he was helping her at that point but i think but why do you think opportunity to clear her mind so that she realized that if she stabbed him he wouldn't actually okay. die do you have like big picture information from the other books i don't like why would mm -hmm. she pick this fairy queen pick recent like, why is this he the hyper focus? That's what I don't get. Do you mean it why should is be about Tamlin? Tamlin? No, no, no. Because you're saying recent is the reason they're all connected, but why? Recent is the matter. reason they're all connected because of how he's connected to Farah. But and that, that was because of his making. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He is the connection between all of them. And it doesn't have anything to do with the books that come later. It doesn't have anything to but do with it, it. It just like it where I am, that... where I am in the second book, mm -hmm. she has not been with anybody else. She has only been with Tamlin. But so, this just makes me more confused then if that's your the explanation because it's my like, explanation it might not be the right oh, one. Oh, my it can okay, but that just makes again, it just makes it more confusing for me because so the queen is obsessed with recent and a Sets these tasks based off of what she thinks Recent's going to do to help the human? Mm -mm. No. It didn't have anything to do with Recent. Uh, what I said at the beginning of my thing was I didn't think the connection was Amarantha. 
I didn't think oh. it was her connection. I don't think it was her connecting the tasks. I think the connection through all the tasks was Risa's Reason's relationship with Farah. Right, but the tasks... Oh, my beef is that the tasks don't have some sort of overlapping. Right? I, I understand they, what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, ultimately okay. they do, though, because what is the uh, riddle? I'm right. going to read it for you. Yeah. Those who... Though, they, so, nope. Mm-mm, nope, nope. Words. Nope. Try again. Words. There are those who seek me a lifetime, but we never will we meet. And those I kiss, but we who trample beneath ungrateful feet. At times I seem to favor the clever and the fair, but I bless all those who are brave enough to dare. By large, my ministrations are soft-handed and sweet, but scorn. I become a difficult beast to defeat. For though each of my strikes land a powerful blow, when I kill, I do it slow. That's the connection to all of them. It okay. doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the first two tasks. Well, I mean, sort of. The Midden Guard, sort no. Of. The Midden Guard, no. no. She saved herself. That was all she said. Yeah. And the second one, she loved Lucian, not mm-hmm. as a lover. She loved but him she as loved a friend. But she loved him as a brother. Yeah, fan, family, right. And then in the third one, she loves Tamlin. Right. And she was going to kill him. So right. the answer to the riddle is, of course, love. Of love. Did you guess that? Um, I had a theory, yeah. I knew it had to do with Tamlin. I was like, okay, you're dumb. Mm-hmm. What does she want you to say to Tamlin? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she's just telling you to... I think, honestly, she's over this. <laughs> I think she's just evil. Yeah. I mean, that could be she it. She was just fucking around to find out. Betty. Yeah. I mean, the more you fuck around... The more you're gonna find out. It's true. Um, no, I, everything. I think that the connection, at least for the second, third, second, third task, it connects directly mm-hmm. to the riddle: Who do you love? Yeah. Um, and also maybe the first one because I don't think she really liked herself, but she loved herself enough to to save herself for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Or or oh, Molly, it all does connect to love because she loved Tamlin and she wanted to free him. She didn't care about herself. Right. So even the first one connects. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. But I do think, I do think Reese is the line for her. He's the thing that connects. Yeah. The linear that kicks it for her. I got you. Right. But like I said, where I am in the, in the second book, which is literally halfway, I'm at 53% in the Mm audio book. She hasn't been with anybody else. She's only been with Tamlin. Hmm. So when the relationship shifts, I don't know. I think it's getting close to that happening, but I don't know. All right. After Farah uh, defeats Amarantha's challenge and Tam, because mm-hmm. spoiler, listen, yeah. if you haven't read this book, I don't. What are you doing here? We Why are, are you we, fucking I, here? I'm pretty sure we're the only people on the face of the earth that haven't read this book yet. So Except for you, know. Matthew Biggs. I know you're not going to read this, but I appreciate you listening, honey. <laughs> does he listen to our episodes? He does. Aw, Matt. He's a so good sweet. Egg. That's so sweet. Thank you, Biggs. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> After Farrah defeats Amarantha's challenge and Tamlin kills the evil Fae, the seven High Lords all give Farrah a piece of their magic to save her life and to make her immortal, which, of course, they did. Duh. <clears throat> what did you think of this ending? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, she's in a world of 
of fairies and mm-hmm. she's in love with a fairy. She mm-hmm. has to turn into fairy to be a fairy. Mm-hmm. They keep but driving she, home the point that she'll age and he won't. So it's very twilight. Right. Right. It's very twilight. And like, yeah, I just, I'm just going to, I, I'm just assuming she's going to be the magic fix for the baby problem too. Because the fairies are having problems making babies, uh, and I, I can't, like I can't confirm or deny that I because it hasn't happened. It, it hasn't I happened. Can't confirm or deny I am. It either. It just feels like a cliche. This book's going to lead into at the. Mm-hmm. The series is going to lean to in the end. Um, what was the question? Shit. <laughs> what did you think of the ending of her becoming immortal? Oh, I mean, it had to happen. There was mm-hmm. no other option. Yeah. She could, I mean, they could have kept her human and saved her, but then, like, it's a whole series about what happens to half fairy, half human kids, and it's fucking Twilight. It's fucking Twilight if she stays human. Well, so she could do that. It's still Twilight if she changes, because Bella, Bella becomes right. a vampire, Bella right? Changes, and yeah. Bella basically dies, and then right. Edward and saves that's her. What, and honestly, this was two different books to me. The book, there was a book... Of her being underground, and then there was a book of her time with um, Tamlin, the hunky Tamlin. Yeah. So my thing is, there's, there's it's two different books. That my you thing can't is, change my mind. My thing is, I agree with you. I feel like this is its own series mm-hmm. that never got finished, and instead yeah. got this spinoff series. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That's Pharaoh with. That, that, that's Grey's and the rest else. is private practice. <laughs> no, because it kept going longer than private practice. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's like this was the original story and this is the lore that she built and the story she was going to tell was mm-hmm. based on Beauty and the Beast and the rest of it isn't Beauty and the Beast. No. It's not. Um, I... We're not trying to be mean here, gang. It's no, just like, listen, we just I, read a lot of fucking books, you. You guys have to understand, we read a lot of God-blessed books. Well, I'm just going to say this. I rated a four and a half out of five, Molly. Which is I high did, praise it, for I me. I didn't hate it. And I didn't and, fucking hate it. And here's it's the just, thing. listen, fuckers. It's just... You've got to stop doing that. It's gender neutral. Did you not see my TikTok? I did. I laughed really hard. <laughs> I literally heard that sound and I go, I have to make this just funny. for April. Um, listen, I Fuckers. I rated it <laughs> I rated it a four and a half out of five. I rated Twilight that way too. The first book of Twilight is very poorly written, and I fucking love it. This book <laughs> We love trash. This we book, love trash. This book, the first book, A Court of Thorns I'm not and calling Roses. This book trash. I'm not either. The first book, A Court of Thorns and Roses. It's well written. Oh my gosh, it's so much better written than than Twilight is. So much better written. But there's it's a lot. Well there's a lot of like cliches in it and stuff that like I feel doesn't match up to the rest of the series. I still fucking loved it. I still stand by. I still stand by. I'm gonna reread this series regularly. I mean, this is gonna we be love Grace, but we know it's a shit show. Mm, it's such a shit show. We love tell, it though. Tell me, tell me, tell me how Patrick Dempsey. Tell me how he dies in a car accident. Listen, she killed off McDreamy in a car accident when Patrick Dempsey is a race car driver. He had a brain trauma that only his character could have saved. They left him on life support so so long that none of his body can survive. Shonda Rhimes motherfucking hated him by the end. 
End of speech. I mean, I mean, do you blame her? We heard you read some of the shit that was going on behind the scenes while I he was still, still there. I still do blame her. Because I've been personally victimized by Shonda Rhimes. Who hasn't? Oh, Piper Addison, man. That poor girl. She is going through it. She is going through it. We just finished plane crash. They Mm -hmm. just bought the hospital. And Meredith just had the baby. And Arizona just cheated on... um, on Callie. I was waiting and for that to happen since she called Piper me Piper is devastated. Mm-hmm. She will she never believe in love again. I knew she would be. She is devastated. And Arizona is one of her favorite characters and she is questioning all of her life choices right now. Yeah. I had that moment too. All right. Moving on. <laughs> all right. So back to our now let's program. talk about recent. All right. So I know you hate Love triangles. I know you hate that trope. I personally love it. I didn't see him as a love interest. Right. Me either. So this book doesn't dive into love triangle, but we know from social media and our good friend, Nurse Katie, that the rest of the series, Farrah begins to fall for Reese. So what did you think of the character of Reese? And what about his treatment of Farrah in the cave under the mountain? Were his actions justified? He's a schemer. And he's mm-hmm. slimy, and it makes me think of, it's going to come to me, a character, a specific character, and it, it'll come to me. But it, it, it's like, he's playing the long game. Mm-hmm. He's being dirty in the night court, mm-hmm. because it's how he's getting to a means to an end. So, does he feel that way about Lucian or anybody else? I don't know. I don't know. I think this man is playing a long game. Molly, I just had a thought. Okay. You know the expression, a wolf in sheep's clothing? Mm-hmm. What does Tamlin turn into? He turns into a wolf. I think there's something that we don't know yet. Yeah. There is a good chance of that. And look... it's a huge book series. We're basing our It's not even done yet. And it's not even done yet. Yeah. It's got a massive fandom. There's lore. There's fanfic. We're going to have theories. You guys are going to have theories. We're not even equipped to cover it, really. No, we're really, honestly, we are not a court of, we are not an ACOTAR page. Mm -hmm. We are just a book club page that just happened to stumble across this book. So, Y'all need to calm down before you get all upset in the comments at us. But I really think he's playing a long game. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing a long game. And I think he sees a bigger picture. And he has a future in mind where he thinks the fairies should be. And how he thinks that they could save themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think he knows Allure or something. And he knows that she's going to save them. He just has to figure out how. Do you... Have you ever read... Uh, Shakespeare's A Midsummer's Night's Dream or seen a production of it. Yes. Recent is Puck. Yes! Yes! He's the That's exactly who it is. David Tennant as Puck. Have you seen David Tennant play Puck? Mm -mm. When did he do that? Okay. Um, If I can find it, I will put it in the... It's in the early 2000s. It was in the early 2000s. Or Stanley Tucci playing. For a stage production? I think so. Okay. I think it was a London stage production. Okay. But I think that there was like, back in the day, there was like old sketchy YouTube clips of it. Hmm. 
Well, if I can find it, I'll put it in there. But Stanley Tucci plays a really good puck too, by the way. Mm -hmm. So, but puck, yes, he's puck. He's the he's puck. If, if our story has offended, we're sorry. And I think he was clever to paint Farah every night and and parade her out. I don't think he was taunting um, Tamlin. I think he I, the paint was to show her show him. I didn't actually touch her anywhere inappropriate. So please be my I friend think now. He was, he was hiding the tattoo from what's her face. I think she what's her face well, didn't know about the tattoo. She would have seen it in all of the um, challenges, but she wouldn't have seen it till the second challenge. He came to her mm. after the second challenge. He covered her mm. in paint before the second challenge. He did it to keep her protected as long as possible from the queen. That might be. I also think it was that he was really trying to make amends with Tamlin because yeah, when we get out from under this motherfucking mountain. Is he even going to have any friends after having been Amarantha's whore for 40 years? Right, but saving the tiny little ant human mm. might get him on the good side of the spring court real quick. Exactly. I don't know. All right. I need more information, I guess. All right. So my last question is, we started this episode with me listening to some sort, listing some stories that the book alludes to. So can you think of anything else that you see in the story or any tropes or cliches? tropes um honestly he's also loki mm, recent recent loki and yeah, um that's a good example too. recent loki but it definitely is there's a lot of mythology in here oh for sure for sure there's a lot of mythology in here i can i, I no stories are coming to mind, unfortunately, right now, which sucks for There's me. There's even more mythology I'm as you move on. Content, really. Mm -hmm. My job is to create content, and my brain's not working right now, so that's not great. But you've um, successfully created 53 minutes of content. I know that's awesome. Uh, well, I mean, you helped a lot. I mean, you did carry me this episode, and I appreciate that. Gold I star. I don't know if that's true, but okay, thank you. <laughs> um, but. There is so much. It touches everything. Mm -hmm. It's it's Kevin Spacey. It's Kevin Bacon. It's Kevin Bacon. I it's was Kevin like, Bacon. Uh, when you, okay, words. listen, Molly. When you say it touches everything, and then say Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh, girl! Wow, I was like, wow, that went really dark. <laughs> Let's let's bring this theory back to its end. It's six degrees of separation or seven degrees yeah, or whatever it is. Seven degrees of separation. It's yeah. all the stories, but it's mm -hmm. none of the stories. I it, honestly it's, think it's that's Kevin what she was doing. I think that's what she was doing. I think she was drawing on all these stories that she loves, and that is one way to write a book. And clearly one to be very successful. Now I've heard that her other series, which starts as a YA series and does get spicier, better than this. Mm -hmm. um, our friend Alexa, who's on um, Cozy Blanket Reads, uh, she mm -hmm. said that in a recent uh, reel or um, live. I'm not sure. It might have been one of her stories. I don't know. She was talking about how she was yeah. reading the other series and it was better. I actually want to read the other series, too. Um, but probably 20 years from now when we're no longer doing this pod. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Even in 20 years. Who knows? Maybe nope. our kids will be holding it <laughs> down. Probably not. Probably not my boys who, oh man, I, don't know. I love them, but reading is not Sammy's thing. And over the summer, James told me he didn't re meet his reading goal challenge because he wanted to have fun that summer. And I was like, hmm, 
Okay, well, fuck you two kids. Oh, I do have a Piper Addison story, but that is for close of business. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to add? Or should we talk about what we're doing next week? Let's talk about next week. All right, so I don't have a copy of it because I listened to the audiobook, and you don't have a copy of it because you listen to the audiobook, so we're going to put it right here. It is The Duke and I, which is the first book in the Bridgerton series by Julia Quinn. Is that correct? That's how, yes, Julia Quinn. Um, so it's the first book in the Bridgerton series of which it the... It is a true paperback grandma bodice ripper series. It is. It is. And the first time that I've read a book like that. So um, mm-hmm. it, it was my first one. It's historical uh, no, romance. It it's historical romance, whatever. Molly had a- actually had a different book on the pod and i was like if you're gonna make me read historical romance can we at least read bridgerton and so she switched it for me because she loves me and then the week then after you didn't that, like it hey <laughs> that isn't true i didn't not like it we'll talk more about that next week station 11 station, no, not station. um um we'll talk more about that next week on november 15th we're going to be reading this book which is station 11 by emily with Saint- our friend jesse <laughs> I'm sorry. This book is by Emily St. John Mandel. And as Molly said, yes, our friend Chessie is coming back on. I don't want people to get confused. Chessie did not write this book. No, she is our bestie, Chessie. Chessie really wanted to come back on the pod, but she was like, I don't really want to talk about a book I read, but I really want to talk books with you. And we're like, okay, what do you want to talk about? And she was like, well, you know, I really love this book. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's one of my all-time favorite books. And so that's what we're talking about. And I go, I literally don't remember reading that book. I don't think you did. I think you told me you quit. No, I did because I finished the audiobook because the audiobook was ended. And nobody else listens to my Audible other than me that would have read that book. I wonder if we can go back and if the events from our book club when we did it are still available. And maybe we can, like, pull some questions from there. Because I'm pretty sure I was the host. Oh, that's so smart. I'm pretty sure I was the host that month. And so. Genius. But anyway, Chesie has been writing notes and she's so much smarter than we are. So, like, I've started annotating again like I'm back in undergrad. (laughs) No, fuck you, nerds. Like, no. (laughs) She's so smart. (laughs) So, we're going to read Station 11, which is. You were asking nerdy questions to Katie this morning. Like, the pandemic questions for Katie. They're good questions for the pod. They're great questions. Um, so Station Eleven is about a pandemic, a civilization uh-huh. ending pandemic. Um, uh-huh. So uh, read it. It's a really good book. It's a non-linear story time story storyline. Trigger warning, yo. Our pandemic was not civilization ending. <laughs> we can talk no, more about that with Jesse. People are people are over going to overreact. Yeah. Trigger warning, pandemic. Um. And uh, there also is a Netflix, nope, HBO Max hashtag not yes. sponsored um, miniseries mm-hmm. for the series. So um, anyway, so that's what's coming up this month. If you want to see the rest of what's coming up this month, please check, check out our social media because it's all on there. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Molly? No, it's bedtime. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's the from middle our of the day. Locations. It's, it's our secret locations. Day. It's bedtime from our secret locations. You gotta stop telling people we're at home. <laughs> Molly, we record with the same... They know we're at home! <laughs> you guys have a good week. I love you, April. <laughs> Bye! Next week! Bye! <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. 
Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins, editing by Thomas Watkins, and music is Sleep Sweetly by Brigida. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or visit our website, bookbestiespodcast.com.